Hello guys, there's no mid-roll this episode, so here's a few quick announcements. Firstly, this episode covers the fates of the characters from the Canonical Prisoner podcast or one-shot, and also features some skits sprinkled in, which I hope you enjoy. Secondly, I recently got the chance to nerd out about D&D with the host of the Turtle Stack podcast over on her show. If you want to check that out and show them some love, a link will be in the description, as well as links to the shows of the amazing podcasters who joined us for the story arc of Bulldogs and Dragons. Lastly, I will be working on getting this next arc of Bulldogs and Dragons started as soon as possible, but as we figure out how best to continue the show remotely and the college semester draws near, the scheduling will be a bit shifted. To stay updated with the show and be notified on updates and new episode releases, we definitely appreciate you following us on your favorite podcasting app, and also Twitter. For now though, enjoy the epilogue. Yeah, do you guys have any business or anything you're trying to take care of? I have to, like, say goodbye to Farron. Like, I, I guess he has to go mm. back to his kingdom. Yeah, I'll, uh, Archer will head to the pub. I'm going to buy a horse. Mm. <laughs> and will start building a church. <laughs> yeah, if we're doing, like, epilogue stuff, like, I am buying a horse yeah. and going as far away from this place as possible. Like, that is, I'm, I don't care about the second payment. Like, I'm getting out of here. 100%. And so you make your way out, however, strangely enough, you find that wherever you go, wherever you have settled down, you receive your rent, your payment. Christ. They know where I'm going. <laughs> they know where I am. Oh my god. Alright. That's cool. <laughs> and as Savrosh traveled all around the plain, he would never have to worry about the price of a stay at an inn or the cost of a meal. The thought that he had ever had to steal to survive seemed so far from him now. As he moved from place to place, he could never shake the feeling of being watched. No matter how far he went and how hidden he thought he was, this feeling always followed closely behind. Fandrel, what did you have planned for the future? Well, you know me, nothing extensive. I'm just going to build a church, and I'm going to get a following started here for Althes, my mother, and the goddess of war, you know, got to... Make sure that Mama's happy. If we don't do that, then what's the point of family? Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. Plot hooks. And uh, you see that as you, you know, you got you start, like, construction. You start, like, you know, heading up and sort of, like, financing this. Mm-hmm. Um, you see a while later, Jessica walks out. And it seems <sighs> like they are finally about to start heading home. And they look to mm-hmm. you and they say, all right, all right. Well, I suppose this is goodbye. Yes, it is. And please, try not to die anymore. I can't heal you always. I'll try not to. What are you building here, though? A church, actually, for my mother. A temple, if you will. Your your mom? Yes, my mother. That's right. But, what, what do you mean? Do you, your mom? Like, is, uh, what do you mean you're building a temple for your mom? I mean, I suppose that's sweet, but, it, I mean, isn't that sort of reserved for gods? Usually, yes, but... My mother, she happens to be a god. I can't see that. Can't you see the resemblance? So, 
this stuff has all sort of passed her before, but she sort of looks at you and she like looks at this, your skin. You don't look that much different than a normal human, however. You are a lot more luminescent and a lot more uh, physically fit, and she looks and she says, Hmm. Well, I suppose you weren't lying to me. So who's your mom again? Althees? You know, goddess of war. Hmm. Heralder of conflict and overseer of battles. Want mm-hmm. to make sure that she stays happy. And if I don't do that properly, then how good of a son and a cleric am I? Hmm. Well, I can't say I see much conflict happening. Uh, have you heard? They're saying that there's going to be an era of peace. Multiple con- multiple peace treaties have been signed. There's people all across the realms. All these nations are coming together. And I, for one, love it. And you, as you see on her shield, you see that she has a symbol, which you know all too well. Yeah. She has a symbol for the goddess of peace. As I look at it, I say, I knew there was a reason I didn't like you. <laughs> <laughs> well... With peace and war, you can't have one without the other. It's a balancing act, really. You know, it's it's two sides of the same coin, and when one piece is solved, a war begins again. There's no such thing as a truly resolved conflict. One side always holds a grudge. One side always remembers. And one side always wants the upper hand. And in time, war will start. War will begin. I know too much war won't help my cause, but in the end, can you ever truly avoid war? I don't think so. Of course, even I participate in war. I am more than willing to fight for peace, ironic as it is. Hmm. But for now, I suggest you enjoy this. You may not like this, but maybe you can learn. And she starts going off on her way, along with like the rest of her party. Goodbye, and good riddance. (laughs) (laughs) Fandril began establishing a church for his mother, Althees, the goddess of war, right in the Milestone Settlement. With all the money he had earned, Fandril had no problem setting up his church and funding its growth. King Milestone had no grievance with the presence of his church. After all, he knew Fandril's tactical skills in battle were a great help to his armies, and a blessing from the goddess of war was never a bad thing. Miles, however, had no idea Fandral was the son of that very same goddess and gave Fandral no special treatment, a gesture Fandral couldn't help but respect. And as the Milestone Kingdom's wealth and power grew, so too did the church. And, uh, Falgan, as you you enter with the king and do, you sort of talk to Fair and he says, All right, well, brother, it was good seeing you, however. I do have a uh, adventuring group to go off with and find adventure and untold secrets however now that you uh it seems that you'll be working for the king hopefully we can meet up sometimes and you know brunch (laughs) (laughs) yeah that sounds good uh yeah i have to stick around here i i've got some unfinished business here but well at least now i can send a a message back home telling them that you're like alive and well but if you ever around here again I, I'd love to see you. Of course, Falcon. I'll, I'll, I'll make sure to visit, and I'll make sure to go visit Talworth myself before I make it back to the Kalem Kingdom and let them know that I'm alive and all right. That's good. They'll be happy to know. I'm sure they will. Now, uh, you you take care of yourself, though, and uh, and let me say I'm very impressed and not surprised with your choice of ladies. 
<laughs> and he kind of like gives you a wink and like a nudge. Yeah, get out of here. <laughs> I hope things go to fruition, brother. Oh, don't worry. Uh, I'll, I'll, I won't let them. Uh, I, I won't fail. And he he starts walking off. You see, like a moment later, he returns, and he sort of reaches into like a a bag that he had left on the ground. I'm sorry, I forgot my bagpipes. And he he goes back off again. <laughs> I wipe a tear off my cheek. <laughs> <laughs> Falgon had not been looking for the same call to adventure that caused his brother Farron to leave his hometown, and yet he found both the call to adventure and his brother in the same place. Not only that, but in pursuing this call he had also fallen in love. While performing for King Milestone, Falgon couldn't help but focus his attention on the king's daughter. A little too much attention the king would think before imprisoning Falgon. Of course, after securing the king his prize, Falgon had secured his freedom his brother, and kept the Princess Mara in his life. Falcon would work for the king for a while, slowly earning his favor within the court. One day, Falcon would reveal his wealth to the king and the truth of the robed figure, whose shell contraption still stood outside the kingdom's walls. Falcon's honesty both impressed and disappointed the king, as did his newfound wealth. How was someone who could keep a secret as big as this supposed to be worthy enough to date his daughter? Falcon decided not to leave this in fate's hand, so in an attempt to prove himself as worthy, he stood outside the castle and called upon the orb of dragon kind he had been guarding with his life. And as the citizens would attest, on that day they saw Falcon standing next to a menagerie of variously colored dragons, blue, red, green, and all of them serving Falcon's every order. With this final stunt, Falcon would finally earn the king's respect and blessing. Now, Archibald, what do you have planned for the future? Uh, yes, so mighty being talking to my brain. <laughs> uh, well, I plan to go to the pub and have a drink and then apply for that sous chef position with the king. And so, yeah, you go to the pub and, you know, a lot of drinks are had. You probably spend a lot of the money that you get. However, later on... You whoa, receive... whoa, whoa! Probably, yeah, though. Probably, yeah. <laughs> you, you definitely receive a lot more money, though. The money makes it into your hands, as well as in Falcon's hands. And you guys have these coins now, and you guys are pretty wealthy, regardless of wherever you go. You guys have a lot of money now. And uh, as you... you are in town, you know, you, you apply for these two shelf positions, and a week passes. We'll come back to that. Miles? No, is that my favorite adventuring party's wizard I hear? The very same, from fighter to king, Miles, and look how fancy this place is. Where did you get the money for all of this? Well, it's a long story, but basically some adventurers went on a quest for our kingdom and brought back very expensive treasure and glory. I'll fill you in on the details later. By the way, I made sure that Archibald Windy stayed in town, so why did you need to see him? Well, if this is who I think it is, it's the grandson of a very powerful mage. I own one page of his grandmother's, Sandy Windy's book on enchantment magic, but I've never been able to gain any more knowledge from that book. We could help younger generations master magic more easily. Which reminds me, I wanted to ask you a favor. Of course, anything for you, Bun-Bun. I can't even count how many times you've saved me from death. Anything at all, Bun-Bun. Well, with the land, the funding, and of course your amazing leadership, I believe this kingdom would be an amazing place to set up an academy for adventurers. Bun-Bun, you lost me. An academy for adventurers? Think about it, Miles. So many adventurers' lives are lost because they have no idea what they're getting themselves into. Think about all the lives we could save if we were able to show adventurers the ropes. 
I don't know, Miles. How would we afford to run this academy? Well, firstly, we may need a small loan to start off, but in time, the academy will pay for itself and more. How exactly does that work? Well, Miles, of course we would charge a hefty fee for attending the academy, plus sponsorships and donations. And you think the students will pay these large fees to attend this academy? Trust me, Miles, they will, and the academy will save so many deaths of inexperienced adventurers. I don't know, Miles. I'm not sure about this. Picture it. The Milestone Academy. Milestone Academy. It does have a bit of a ring to it. Hmm. All right, Bun Bun, I trust you. Let's start the academy. This Milestone Academy. Yes. What a good name. Milestone. Genius. Now, Archibald, you are approached by uh, uh, some people who sort of try and lead you over to the king. Do you let them lead you there? Absolutely. And so as you enter into the kingdom and, you know, it's been a while. It's been like about a few weeks. Most of the people who are leaving town, they've already left. You do see Falgan is actually inside the king's court at the moment, sort of talking up to some of the guards. And uh, as you... Sup, Falgan? <laughs> yeah, what does Falgan say to Archibald? Um, I... I... Still playing those I tried to ignore him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know him. That's I don't cool, know that's him. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> and you see as Archibald walks. That's my boy over there. <laughs> and all the guards are looking. <laughs> then they're looking at Falcon, who he's pointing to. Archibald, as you make it towards the king, he says, All right, thank you for meeting me here. There is someone here who'd like to meet you. And... As you turn, you see that there's another halfling next to him. Hello! Why, why, Archibald, I've heard so much about you. How how are you? Hey, Falcon! How's it going? Now, Archibald, Archibald, I've heard that you like to cook. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, Falcon, absolutely. Wow, there's a lot of you running around. (laughs) (laughs) And he he sort of looks at himself, and then he's like, well... Um, okay, I, uh, that, oh, uh, I mean, you can call me that, I suppose. My, my name's actually Bun Bun Hidebottom, though. I, I mean, I suppose that, you know, you know what, well, that's not, that's, that's neither here nor there. Now, you, you like to cook, is that right? Yeah, I'm a great chef! <laughs> um, yes, amazing. absolutely. Well, I've heard that you have a certain style of cooking. Now, I would like to hire you to write a book about your cooking and how to follow these recipes for young readers. Would you be interested in that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yes, this sounds sounds good. What's the money situation? How am I getting paid? Well, we could sort of forward it to you, and it would be... Well, we'll give you, like, a starting budget. However, it would actually be based off of how often it's purchased, which we plan to use this as educational material. So, it would probably be purchased a lot. And believe me, these books sell for a lot of money. You will you will be set. Oh, I, I love a good deal. This sounds wonderful. Yes, I say yes to all this. Give me money. Amazing. Well, don't worry. We will be sending you your starting budget. If you could get started writing this book, we would very much appreciate it. Uh, awesome. <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> and in the time that has passed, you see that now walking around in the court, there's these metal living figures. And they look very similar to the one that you had seen earlier. Well, Archibald and Falgan, I suppose, too, since you're the only ones of the party who are still here. Well, we 
thank you for what you've done. We have been able to look into this technology and we now have these, well, and he calls one over. Hello, nice, nice day, day we are having. having. These are, we call them war forged. These are beings that are forged and we have been able to give them sentience. They are intelligent and they can talk and they have their own thoughts. Huh. Now, this is exciting because it means that joining our soldiers in the field will be these things. And he like gives one of them a good punch and it like and you that see tickles. like it does nothing. Like his metal's not hurt at all. If anything, he starts like shaking his arm and kind of like, ah, you see, <laughs> these guys are hard as a rock. These are very good fighters, and our wealth has grown as we've exported these guys all over the realm. And because of it, war is at an all-time low. Warforged are terrifyingly efficient in battle, and no one wants to fight with these things. This was all possible because of you. Believe me, I no longer see you as the criminals you once were, and I thank you for your service to this kingdom. You're welcome! <laughs> do you want a... Do you want a salad or something? <laughs> <laughs> and that's the perfect cue to cut. And that, that that's the end. So, do you want to sell it? Perfect. Perfect. That's the end. You guys did it. You guys oh did. You guys did that's, really that's well. Made it. Yeah, a lot of fun. Hey guys, I found the shop. It's here on Animal Crossing. Just park the car. Why, hello. Welcome to my shop. Are you here for my world-class potions? Yeah, I'll, I'll be needing 10 health potions, please. Just forward the bill to my dad's sending stone. I'll need 8. I'll need 11. And a potion to heal giant strain. Did you guys see those dragons flying around? I'd better get some potions of fire resistance. This academy thing sure has boosted sales. If only the boys on Wall Street could see me now. I can't believe King Calum and the robed figure were pleased with the mission's outcome. I believe it. You know, I can be pretty convincing. Easily convinced is more like it, Farron. I can't believe you guys couldn't tell the difference between me and the doppelganger. Well, we had our suspicions. Hello, guys. It's me, Jessica, your faithful leader and companion. My Jessica. What big teeth you have. Why the better to eat my rations with, Farron? My Jessica. What big feet you have. Why the better to keep up with you, Everett? My Jessica, what big teeth you have. The better to eat my rations. I already said this, Kenku. Wait, guys, something's not right here. Jessica's never called Kenku by his actual name. Oh, the rest of the party's down. Well, anyways, the roped figure said their group will help locate the king's daughter now, so our job is done. I guess it's time for a new quest. You guys go ahead. I'll catch up. All right, Baron. We'll see you soon. Hello, Theron. You guys did a great job. Leave Halworth out of this. I did what you asked. Of course, Theron. Halworth poses no threat to us, and the Church of the Elder One respects our promises. Your debts are paid. And by the way, tell Falgon I said hello.